Welcome to Behind the Scenes Podcast. This show is full of stories, creative ideas, questions, and challenges with the hope of igniting and equipping you to be more intentional with your life. On this podcast, we take you behind the scenes of whatever we're learning and loving. Each episode will get you thinking about things you haven't before, spark meaningful conversations in your own life, and ignite you to love more creatively and intentionally. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. We're so excited to be partnering with Compassion for this season of Behind the Scenes Podcast. Ever since I was a little girl, I grew up writing to Compassion children around the world. My siblings and I had our own Compassion child that we wrote to for years until they graduated the program. And we actually had a few that we wrote to while we were growing up. And then when Jeremy and I got married, we signed up to sponsor our own Compassion children, which we have been sponsoring over the course of the last six years. So we really believe in Compassion, the work that they're doing around the world to change lives of kids and to change families. And if you would like to sponsor a Compassion Child, you can go to Compassion.com backslash Roloff to sign up a Compassion Child. And when you do, you'll get a free copy of our new book, Creative Love. Another way that you can do this is text the word Roloff to 833-93. Sign up to sponsor Compassion Child there and we will send you a free copy of our new book, Creative Love. We have a goal to sponsor 300 Compassion Children this season and we hope you guys can help us do it. Dreams were one of the first things that Jeremy and I connected on as our friendship began to grow. Over a meal, on a date night, across a campfire, on a run, our conversations would always circle back to our dreams. The big audacious ones like raising a family on a piece of land someday and the small practical ones like camping in the summertime. And as we vocalized our dreams, we realized that we were aligned in so many of them, which was really exciting and affirming, especially in the beginning of our relationship. We both dreamed of traveling for a season, spending most of our days outside and living minimally. We dreamed of starting a ministry of some kind or writing a book that would inspire, encourage, and transform lives. We dreamed of owning a cabin one day, a place where we could embrace the slowed down life. We dreamed of having a big family and raising our kids on a farm. We dreamed of living alongside community and our home being an inviting place that ignites meaningful conversation and leaves people feeling refreshed and encouraged. We dreamed of reading lots of books together over campfires, on road trips, and out loud to our future children. For Jeremy and me, dreaming together comes naturally, but our process of mapping the road toward realizing our dreams could be illustrated by the sideways tongue emoji face. (laughs) For many of our friends, it's the other way around. They're strategic and organized with their step-by-step 10-year plans, focusing on safeguarding their goals and mitigating risk. There's no right or wrong here, just different gifts at play in diverse relationships. In chapter 10 of our book, Creative Love, we offer practical ideas and helpful examples for accomplishing goals that will pertain to the starry-eyed visionaries and the calculated pragmatics. So I, I just wanted to read in the beginning of this podcast the intro to the chapter on our book about dreams to kind of set up what we're going to talk about in the podcast today. Dreaming. Which is dreaming, <laughs> um, which is something that Jeremy and I honestly first connected on we connected like early on in our friendship and dating relationship because we were both big dreamers. Yeah. And we also just connected on our dreams because we had similar dreams. Yeah. And so we just thought it, we would. It was actually cool hearing you read that list. Cause I'm like, sheesh, there's, 
Like Sheesh, we could, your favorite word. <laughs> we could do better. We need to revisit some of those dreams and see just you know how how are we coming? How yeah. are, how's it going? Right. I don't. I haven't read that list since we wrote that chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely. So yeah, today we're going to talk about dreaming and why it's important, why we believe it's important, and then offer just some practical tactics for how to dream. Uh, and not just dream as individuals, but dreaming together. Yes, that's kind of the idea. Which is the main thing that I think just, you know, a lot of people, you may be listening to this podcast and have never thought about what it means to dream together with your spouse. And I think we touched on this a little bit in the previous episode, but just this idea of having a mutual dream. You know, yeah. Jeremy might have his own dreams. I might have my own dreams. And we do. But the importance of having, of dreaming together yeah. for our marriage, for our family, for our future, and for what we want in life is something that we believe to be really powerful for your marriage. Yeah. And just hearing Audrey read that list in the beginning, like the thing that kept coming to my mind, babe, right away was, wow, those are, I mean, the one of the ideas of dreaming is what do you want? And when I remember when we were dating, we realized very, very quickly because we were both dreamers and we both communicated our dreams and shared that, which most people do, I would say. But it was a very clear, baseline, common denominator understanding of like, okay, we both want the same thing. Right, exactly. And that's extremely powerful to recognize or realize. And I think, you know, years into marriage, we're coming into our seventh year, Thing like the days can just keep going and then you don't really realize what you want and you're just in between picking up after the kids, paying some bills, going to work, uh, and trying to squeeze in date night once a month, mm-hmm. it's just like those wants become so far distant. You just kind of, you just are li- life's red carpet is just rolling out in front of you and you have no decision what color it is or where it's headed. Yeah. And so revisiting dreams is just an yes. important thing to do every now and then. We like to do it at least once a year. We call it uh, the marriage summit, which we're going to talk about in I think the next episode and we're coming up on the end of the season here so last couple <laughs> episodes but uh I think that will be a, its own podcast cuz a lot of you guys ask like okay I like the idea of having a mission what does that even mean why is it important and then like I like having pillars to guide my life but how do I make them and what should they be so we're going to kind of dive into that on a different podcast but today is all about dreams and how they can be a guiding compass to what you do and how you do it. Yeah. And I think going off of what you were saying before, kind of babe, like about trajectory, I don't know if you use that word, but I think that was kind of the thing that we realized in the early stages of our relationship in the dating season by vocalizing our dreams, we realized what trajectories we were on. Like yeah. I got to see who you were becoming and the trajectory that you were on. And you got to see the same thing about me mm-hmm. to make sure that like, okay, we want to get you know, it's like the John Mark quote we put it in our book. Don't get married because you think he or she is the one. Trust me, they're not. There's no such thing. But do get married when you see who God is making somebody to be and it lights you up. When you want to be a part of that story of transformation, that journey to the future. When you are well aware it will be a long, bumpy ride, but you don't want to miss one mile because you believe in God's calling on them on their life and you want in. And basically, like, you don't want to miss out. You see the trajectory that they're on and mm-hmm. you want to be a part of it. And I think that that's really true of like dating and maybe everyone, if you are in a dating season, you're nodding your heads. But I think we also need to not forget that that can happen just as easily in marriage too. You may start getting on different trajectories without totally. even knowing it. Totally. And it's like what Jared was saying, like 
you may have expressed your dreams at one point, you know, on your honeymoon years ago or when you were first dating and falling in love, but how often do you really circle back to them? Like, do you have a point to, do you, do you, is there a time designated for you to do that? Or is it on you to bring it up in conversation? Because you may right now not know what your spouse's dreams are as you're listening to me talk, you know, or you may not know what your mutual dream is for your marriage because you just haven't circled back on it in a really long time. Yeah. Or you might like, you might know that you're saving this much for retirement and you might know that bills are this much and you might know that like, okay, we're in a safe school district or we want to be here. But if you don't ever revisit why any of those things are happening, like what do you actually want? Mm-hmm. Then they just happen. And you know, it's the classic, uh, oh, sheesh, what's that quote, babe? Um, oh, it's that classic truism. And I can't, it just escaped me. It came into my brain for like a split second and then whoosh, I don't, left. It was making me think though, as you were talking, I, this is probably not what you're going to say, but it was making me think of that, like almost kind of like your dreams are your why in a sense, it's the thing that drives you. And I think when we think of dreams so often, we can think of like more tangible things. Like I want to raise my family on land, right? Like that's a very, there's a payoff to that. Like it will happen. But then you also think about dreams of like, I dream of being radically generous. Maybe you don't have like specifics about that, but like maybe that's a dream that you have, you know, or maybe you dream of like kind of these things that are more the idea. The idea is like in order to actually be able to accomplish that dream, you need to achieve certain steps, certain goals in order to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. to live that dream. So let's kind of get into it a little bit. Um, First, just a couple things as why we think it's important. Dreaming that is, dreaming together. Back to that point, it's obviously everyone needs their own individual like dreams and pursuits and goals. But we're, as you know, all about the pursuit of unity and specifically going back to the principle of sharing, which most of you probably know about or have heard us talk about or have read about in any of our books, (laughs) is uh, this idea of continually uh, coming towards one another in unity. And Mm -hmm. a lot of that is by the things you share. So the dreams you share obviously will force you to, to spend, save, do, be, and act in unity because mm-hmm. you're pursuing a dream that can that brings you to that you're sharing that you're sharing brings you together so it unifies your direction as a marriage unit as a team and as a family that's one reason we think dreaming together is really important it also aligns your resources so if one of you wants to save for a big thing and then the other one wants the freedom to buy little things whenever they want those are two different dreams mm-hmm. and they're not unified and they actually completely clash. Your resources are working against a collective dream and they're fighting against each other mm-hmm. in individual dreams. So the idea is it unifies your resources. Like, okay, we, like for Audrey and I, we want a piece of dirt, a piece of land. And there's lots of goals in that. We want to provide some sort of center for our community and our. Uh, our friends to always get together and celebrate and gather and do all the things. We also want to teach our kids the principles that land offers. We, anyways, we, I could go down the list, but that is a unified goal. So that has forced us to save the same way, to mm-hmm. spend the same way, to yeah. work uh, hard, to have a unified goal. So everything we were, we've done in our past has kind of brought us closer together day after day, week month, year after year, 
to achieve this goal. And it's a continual pointing ourselves towards one another and pointing our resources towards that that dream. Mm-hmm. Also, it well, this kind of feeds into that, gives you something to work towards. I already kind of talked about that just now. And gives you purpose. Yeah. Right? Like having a dream is gives you a sense of purpose, something to work towards and something to accomplish. Otherwise, like I mentioned earlier, the days just keep passing and the red carpet's rolled out and you find yourself living a life by accident, not on purpose. Mm -hmm. So having a dream gives you purpose because you've chosen something to work towards together and align your resources towards. We wanted to, after that kind of long-winded intro, yet short-winded, we want to go into kind of some strategies to help you guys, maybe those that um, are maybe more unfamiliar with this concept, just some ways to start dreaming together, to recognize what your dreams are, and just ways to figure it out and pursue them and write them down. So, Do you want to read these? Yeah. Well, I have some of them listed here. Oh, okay. But yeah, you can go through those, babe. Let's just read the whole list. This is one of the pages through in our book. I had a couple picked out, but I think I'll just going to read through them all. Which, by the way, guys, speaking of creative love, uh, we have partnered with Compassion, as we've been talking about all season. And it's um, really exciting if you sponsor a kid through our unique URL, or if you text the word roll off to 83393, and sponsor a kid that way, we'll send you a free copy of our book, Creative Love. And what's the URL? Yeah, the URL is compassion.com backslash rolloff. Our goal this season was to sponsor 300 kids, and I believe we're just over 100. So we're not oh. quite halfway there yet. <laughs> um, so if you're able... And we only have a few more episodes, so... If you're able, we really it's encourage really you guys... a really awesome opportunity to be able to impact a kid's life, like change the... I mean, talk about dreams and trajectory. You're yeah. changing the trajectory of a child's life. And yeah. you also get our book for free. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I think I was just going to read. Okay. Yeah. So, these are just some start off questions for dreaming together. You know, maybe you listen to this podcast and later have a conversation with your spouse tonight about like, what are our dreams? Uh, these are kind of some things that can get your brain stirring. What is your mission? Like, do you guys have a joint mission? And like Jer said, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next episode. But is there something we need to quit or give up? How do we plan to make a living? What have we always envisioned for our future? What what would we be prepared to give up? Do we want to travel? If so, when and where? How do we plan to spend and save money? How can we combine our talents, skills, strengths, and creative abilities to be on a mission together? What kind of transformation do we want to see in our own lives? What is God affirming or blessing in your life? Who should we seek mentorship and wise counsel from? How do our faith and values align with our dreams? How can we serve? Do we want children? If so, by what means? Adoption, foster, biological? How do we want to raise our children and where? What do we want our community to look like? What are our health and fitness goals? So I would just 15 second backwards button or 30 second backwards button and listen to those again and think about one question that really stands out to you to have a conversation with your spouse about tonight. Yeah. And one that's not up there that kind of sums a lot of it up is simply, what do we want our life to look like? Mm -hmm. And I think just by having that 
discussion with your spouse instead of watching a show at night you just like just just revolve around that idea that concept you'll find yourself questioning like man maybe we should look at our budget look at our money and see where our resources are going because we said we wanted to kind of travel but have we saved a dollar towards any sort of Mm -hmm. time off work travel fund so like the it just gets you really thinking about what you're doing Mm -hmm. and it puts the dream in motion puts the dream in motion yes um and as mentioned earlier it just begins to unify a lot of what you both want right because the idea is like you both might want different things but in dreaming together you'll learn what those things are and then again we talk about expectations a lot when you don't know what each other wants expectations those expectations will never be met so um so in terms of just you know put talking about putting our dreams in motion and some strategies for dreaming together. We wanted to share four really big ways Mm -hmm. that we have had specific designated times to dream together in our marriage. They're just kind of strategies for that or times set aside for it. So the first is... And babe, we can talk about these too a little bit because I think it'd be fun to go into them. totally. And before we go into them, we can switch back maybe, but we've, you know... (laughs) We have done these, but not all at once, right? Like we're just kind of laying. Yeah, they're all different strategies that exactly. we've used. Exactly. I just want to make that clear because sometimes we read stuff and it might be like, wow, that's like a lot of work. But it's like, no, we're talking over the course of seven years, we've used these like four major things. To, a lot when it comes a, to dreaming. A lot yeah. to really help with dreaming. So. so the first, this one we did really early on in our marriage, but go on a silent retreat. Yeah. So we've talked about this. I think there's an actual episode about this early on in the podcast, Silent so. Retreats. But it's something that I used to do in college with my college mentor. And I would go on a silent retreat with, with a group of women. Basically, we would get away to like a cabin and we'd all hang out and have a meal and just talk as normal. And then we'd wake up in the morning and just be silent for the full day and just read our Bibles, go for walks, whatever, but just no noise, no work, just doing things that are rest and worship and just, you know, silence and solitude. And the importance of that is just so downplayed in our world today. But yeah. anyways, Jeremy and I did it early on in our marriage. The first time we actually did it was to make a really big decision, which was where we were going to move because we knew we wanted to leave Los Angeles, which is where we moved after we got married. And we didn't know where we wanted to go, but we knew we needed to make our next move. So we rented an Airbnb in Lake Arrowhead or Big Bear. And we actually lost power while we were there because there was a big storm. So it silenced us Mm -hmm. and slowed us down even more. But basically, we just spent the whole day reading, journaling, walking around, just thinking, silence and solitude. And then at the end of it, the point is you kind of come together and talk about what God spoke to you in that silent time. Yeah. Yeah. and it's amazing what you hear when you don't talk. Yes, totally. Really, is what it comes down to. And we don't leave enough space in our in our day-to-day life these days to just be within our own heads yeah. and allow the... Lo- like, who was that, Ember? <laughs> She's playing upstairs. Um, we just don't allow space. It's like we want to hear from the Lord so bad, but then... The Lord's, I just feel like sometimes he's up there just like trying to get a word in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like between the phones and the Netflix and the work and the kids and the life and everything. It's like, 
sometimes it doesn't need to be this huge retreat getaway, but it could just be like 20 minutes earlier you wake up and you go downstairs and, you know, you just find that little space to listen and be in your own head and your own thoughts. And so much of the human brain, so much of our processing comes when we're not outwardly stimulated by anything. And we're we're not undistracted. This is like one of those weird psychological things that's going to flare up in now and in the coming years of just the ramifications to the human race of not allowing our brains to process. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. That's a whole podcast. Maybe we get someone to move too quickly. Well, being forcing ourselves not to actually process life. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. it it makes me, maybe we get someone on in a future season that actually knows what they're talking about. But a story that always, this is a total tangent, but a story that I always remember is that story in John Mark's book, um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of these explorers. Uh, and they were like leading an African tribe across the, the, it was like a week long trip or something like that. And every couple miles or whatever it was, the a- Africans would just sit down and stop moving, but there was a language barrier and they couldn't figure out why. And they're like, we need to go, we need to go, but they just would not budge. And every couple miles or whatever it was, they would sit down and finally, they, you know, through broken language and stuff, they finally got it translated that they were traveling pretty quickly and they were moving and seeing too much stuff. And so they were outpacing their the speed of their souls and it made them feel uncomfortable. So they would stop to let their souls catch up with their body. And the idea there is overstimulation. They weren't able to process the movement of the world around them quick enough and they were so in tune with just reality. That they're actually protecting themselves from that. (laughs) They were so in tune with their mind and the earth and reality and just think of think of stars and all of it. They just like they knew things, right? Like they could hear the sound of the wind and know what's coming. They were so in tune with the world that when they moved too fast through it, it it upset their you know, there's, there's, they're, they're out of tune. I just think that's fascinating because if you yeah, compare that to example. where we're at now, I mean, mm-hmm. most of us listening, <laughs> if I may say, has probably never eaten anything they've actually grown. Right. And like, so we are so far removed from mm-hmm. being in tune with not just the world, but even ourselves. It's just a huge process. And I think the speed in which we live is the main culprit. And that is going to, continue to flare its ugly head in really severe dramatic ways especially in the youth although i do have hope that there's a big kickback with the youth as they see the ramifications of the generation before them mm-hmm. tangent yeah. over but that would be a phenomenal episode with someone that actually knows what they're talking but one about one way to fight against it in the meantime is go on a silent is go on a silent retreat <laughs> just allow that space to think and mm-hmm. realize what you want and and one just also I'll, this is a different note but just something that i also think is cool about silent retreats with your spouse specifically is i also think that there's just something powerful and unifying and bonding about being physically together but quiet yeah for sure totally like i just think that there's something profound about that something it does to your marriage can't really explain it but just being physically in the same place but not bombarding each other with conversation and just being quiet together, mm-hmm. there's something about that. I yeah. don't know what it is, can't explain it, but it's just really cool. Okay. Yeah. So, silent retreat, 
Next. Next is using butcher paper lists. We've talked about our butcher paper lists a lot. Uh, you know, maybe for you it's a big whiteboard or whatever, but for us we have this big giant roll of butcher paper. Jeremy made this roll table like thing for it to hang in our garage. It's hung in all of our houses Mm -hmm. and it's basically a giant roll of craft butcher paper that we use to make big decisions or map our dreams. And it for us has, I mean, we usually like roll up the papers and save them, but I don't know. It's just been a way for us to, if we go on a silent retreat, we'll bring our butcher paper with us and we can just visually see all of the things that we're kind of processing or questions that we're asking and thoughts that we have in this big giant piece of paper. And for us both, we like that visual aspect. And so that's just been a helpful thing for us. And again, when, when you were relate that to dreaming, right? Some of you might just know exactly what that thing is and it might be easy, but it's nice to just write them all out and then look at your life and see what's practical. And like, Oh, we are in the, childbearing season of life Mm -hmm. traveling probably isn't the most practical dream to have right Right. now so like it's just great to write it all out and see it and then kind of write out that one dream that one vision or two you know that uh that makes sense and circle it and then you know stuff it in a journal somewhere yep um speaking of journal Yeah. One of the other ones is create a dream journal. Uh, So we actually, this is something that we didn't do until later in our marriage, but we basically just bought this kind of throw all journal. Again, we're big dreamers. So like our date nights usually end up with us opening this journal and writing. Yeah. Like we bring this journal with us a lot of places Um, whenever we need to make a big decision, whenever we need to do a pros and cons list. It's now kind of, I would say we've done the butcher paper thing less now and we've reverted more to this dream journal now. The butcher Um, paper thing has become more of a decision maker analysis. Than like a dream map. Rather than like a dream map. Yeah. Yeah. So this dream journal is really great because we can flip back through it and it's not something that we're, it's not something that we're filling up fast because Although we do write in it often, we're writing small things in it often, or maybe we spend one weekend writing a yeah. bunch of stuff. But like we've what we've had that one journal for two years now. It's yeah. the same one. And what's so helpful is like your dream might be become debt free and make our home a comfortable space for our friends to gather, right? Like that that might be your dream. So, but every time you go on date night or just have ideas on how to do that and a new way to budget and an app, it's really cool to like bust out that journal and just sketch the things down and it kind of tracks your progress. Or if you forget something, you always have something to go back to and reference on. But more importantly, it is the physical representation of your unified goal, vision, dream, direction. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think you don't realize how long you've actually been dreaming for something. Like I even think just with our dream journal, write down, like if you have a dream or a thought or idea or something that you really want to prioritize in your relationship this year, write it down and put the date next to it. Because I think sometimes we don't realize how long we've been saying, I just really want to be better about our Sabbath and not work, spend money, take time off, put our phones down and just be present with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think just recognizing that that is something that you've been wanting for so long. I think sometimes like time just goes by and we just don't realize like how yeah. long we've actually been wanting something. So using dates 
in your dream journal, which leads to the last thing, which is setting deadlines and timelines. So deciding when you're going to make a big decision or your timeline for achieving a goal or a dream, like putting that end date down so that you don't carry this anxiety for an indeterminate time of like, okay, we have this dream that we want to do X, but then you might live with like a lot of rest, depending on your personality, a lot of restlessness and unease and frustration because you're so, you feel so far away from that dream. But if you had said, that's a dream that we want to accomplish or a goal that we want to accomplish in five years, you're going to give yourself the grace to go, Mm -hmm. okay, we said five years. If we make it in three, awesome. But Mm -hmm. we said five years. So anytime we get really frustrated that we're not there yet, we need to just back ourselves up and go Mm -hmm. like, we've we've made this timeline for ourselves. Um, But in the same breath, it also holds you accountable, right? So let's say we said one year and one year's up, Mm -hmm. like time to make a move, right? Um, Yeah. So- I think setting deadlines are just really big when it comes to big decisions that are hanging over your head, you know, just listing out some deadlines, having an end date and an end point is just a huge weight off your shoulders. Yeah. Very helpful. So those are the main four strategies that we have used a lot in our relationship. And honestly, would love to hear from you guys about how you dream together and maybe some other strategies that you do in your own marriage or for your own family. And We love hearing from you guys, like your guys' ideas. Um, So please share in the comments of our post for the episode on Beating 50%. If you guys don't follow Beating 50%, it's the account where we share all about the podcast, but also it is our marriage mission-focused community. Um, So please be a part of it. We would love for you guys to just be contributing there and sharing your own ideas because... um, a lot of our ideas have come from you guys too because yeah. you guys will share things and we're, we're like, wow, like we should totally That's do that phenomenal. or try that. Yeah. So if you have ideas for dreaming or strategies for dreaming um, or just want to share some of your dreams with us, we'd love to see them. Definitely. Make sure to comment on today's post. Um, yeah, with that, That's what else? Pr- That's That's pretty much what we had today. Yep. Dreaming. Dream big and dream small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like pra- like man we could talk forever about it but we won't (laughs) yeah but i hope if anything that you take away from this episode is just like go circle back have start the conversation with your spouse if you haven't had it in a while maybe you what i was start a dream journal or just take the next step towards aligning your dreams aligning your trajectory what i was going to say is you don't need to have these huge big audacious dreams Mm -hmm. like Make your dreams you, and at the end of the day, the goal is to be unified. Yes, in a lot That's of your good. in a lot of your life, it isn't to create the next Fortune 500 company or mm-hmm. own a thousand acres in Utah because someone on Instagram looks like they have a cute family with a farm and a horse. It's like mm-hmm. dream within your reality, your boundaries, and keep it true to you. And your relationship is kind of the, where I would say to end it because Aj and I talk a lot about our longest standing dream which is owning some dirt a property a farm and just just giving our kids that experience and it's what we've worked towards and that might that sounds kind of maybe you know oh that's a big dream and Mm -hmm. it it might be but that's our dream that doesn't need to be anyone else's Mm -hmm. and so I just want to say like 
Big, yeah. small. Own your own dreams. Own your own dream. But the idea is to be unified in something and have a goal and a mission outside of your marriage itself. Yes. Because the point of marriage isn't marriage. Mm-hmm. So, um, there we go. Well, see you guys next week. See you guys next week. <laughs> Wait. Actually, before we jump off, we got one more thing to tell you guys. So we just thought that we would, you know, share with you guys in case you aren't on our roll-off weekly email list yet. We talk a lot about of our our new dreams and the shifting of our dreams in that email. It's it's a weekly-ish email. I say ish because I don't send it every single week, but it's how we communicate our most intimate stories, information, recipes, things that we're doing, our favorite things in our life, yeah. just kind it's of- It's an off social media way to communicate. Yeah. And honestly, we're going to probably start utilizing it more and more and more in the future. Yeah. So um, if you want to be on that, you can go to the rolloffs.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and there's a little link that says the Rolloff Weekly, and you can click to join. It's totally free, um, and we would love for you to be a part of it. We Oftentimes, a lot of the questions that you guys have, we share the answers to them or the links to them or whatever it might be in that email. So yeah. come be a part of it if you're not yet. Also, if I may ask, I also want to ask you guys to share the podcast and go leave a review on wherever you're listening. You can just tap the stars and leave a review or not, but it helps the show. There's a lot of work that goes into the show. There's a lot of people that, you know, edit it and process it and help us with the information and the blog and just getting all of this built and ready for you guys. And so it really helps out the team and what we're trying to do and the larger mission of beating 50%. And all it takes is a couple seconds of you clicking some stars and writing a comment. So pretty simple (laughs) and it's free and uh, we really appreciate it. So thanks. 